Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn more about us through zencare.org. This afternoon, Chota and I had the privilege of talking to 200 people who all have dedicated their lives to, or at least a lot of their life, to taking care of older adults, (coughs) caseworkers and social workers and therapists and who all specialize in taking care of geriatrics, or what we would call older people. And it's so amazing to me about how when we got there, it just everyone was so distracted. As many times when you're in these big conferences, where everyone's at their tables and everyone was on their phones and so agitated. It was so wonderful. We started with a short meditation, just like how the whole room just like to stop. How important it is to stop. How easy it is to not stop. And how rarely we're aware of when we don't stop how that impacts other people. (coughs) Salo. I think of my friend George downstairs with his very exuberant music and (laughs) shouting. He has like this like very eccentric exercise class downstairs. And every time, from time to time, I have to go downstairs and remind George (laughs) (laughs) that we're upstairs. And when I went down, he was like... (laughs) And how rarely we really consider how our actions impact other people. And now we have our friends next door (laughs) who just started a new class in the evenings. And it's really hard to remember that there's what looks like a door here to them just looks like a wall. But these very simple things about how that is such a great mirror for our lives that we just think that our thing is our thing. So caught up. And we forget how that impacts everybody.
Jung says, I must have a dark side if I am truly whole. I must have a dark side if I'm truly whole. Many times in spiritual practice, people want to be, use it to try to be kind of goody-goody. But that really isn't it either. For me, the beauty of practice is to realize you're just yourself. That we're never just one thing. And if we think we're one thing, we're actually not really practicing. In the Vilamakirti Sutra, in chapter 8, is the Buddha way. So if you want to know about the Buddha way, you just have to read that chapter. <laughs> Manjushri, the Bodhisattva, awakening being of wisdom, says, to Vilamakirti, how does the Bodhisattva go about mastering the Buddha way? Vilamakirti responds to him and says, no problem. The Bodhisattva should follow a path that is not the way. Then they can master the Buddha way. Manjushri said, well, how does the Bodhisattva follow a path that is not the way? I don't know, you know, I was talking to someone earlier today about how they had regrets about certain parts of their path. And they're like, I wish I just understood what I understand now, then, and that I didn't have to do that. <laughs> sounds good. But that's not the way either. Truly learning to trust the Dharma, that everything is the Dharma. Even the things that you consider not the way. How do you follow the path that is not the way? Willem Karate replied, if the Bodhisattva goes into a region of the five sins that leads to hell, of incessant suffering, they show no anguish or anger. You have to be willing to fully enter difficulty and discomfort. But how do we enter difficulty and discomfort in hell, which is really just in our minds, in a non-reactive way? It's so challenging. Try that for a lifetime. 
arrive in discomfort and anxiety and nervousness, but not respond in your usual way? What would it be like to not react? But if you're sad, just to feel sad, or if you're uncomfortable or awkward, just feel uncomfortable and awkward. When Charlotte Joko Beck you know, had her big opening, <coughs> she went to Mizumi Roshi and said, you know, God, it's so disappointing. It's just what it is. <laughs> Being with things as it is that all that Zen stuff is actually the way it is. And I kept waiting for year after year after year, waiting for some kind of razzle-dazzle. <coughs> he goes on, Vilmakirti, to talk about some important things. That He says the bodhisattvas also can express anger and yet be compassionate. They can seem completely chaotic in their thoughts and yet constantly with their practice. You can actually appear quite stupid and yet deeply wise. He goes through all of these seeming contradictions, but it's just saying that we're everything. In particular, learning to express what's difficult. Even in your own mind is freedom. Rilke says, so don't be frightened, my dear friend. If a sadness confronts you larger than any you have ever known, casting its shadow over everything you do, you must think that something is happening within you. And remember that life has not forgotten. It holds you in its hand and will not let you fall. Why would you want to exclude from your life any uneasiness, any pain, any depression, since you don't know what work they are accomplishing within you? my irritation. What would it be like to not feel irritated when you're feeling irritated? That would be so weird. What's the point? 
And yet we do this all the time. Try to seem good. Try to seem together. Try to seem fill in the blank. Try to control. what's impossible to control. As if we were the God. And it's so amazing to like walk around and realize like, wow, most people are doing that most of the time. And to me, the beauty of Zazen is just really dropping into your hara dropping into the softness of your belly and to realize, ah, me too. Philip McCarty says, they seem to be humble and lowly, and yet they are born into the seed and lineage of the Buddha, fully endowed with blessings every being. Including you. So the instruction he gives is Manjushri, by going to places that are the opposite of the way in this fashion the Bodhisattva is able to master the Buddha way. By doing the same old thing, you won't get there. For sure. Running your habits and your tendencies to do the same old thing, responding to the same discomfort in the same way, you'll arrive just nowhere. So to me, this is why we need each other and why the practice of really learning how to be receptive, really taking on the posture of zazen, of really learning how to be upright and receptive. So that we can go to places that are the opposite where we think that we are not. The most challenging thing. We have to go to the places that we think would overwhelm us sometimes because of our fears. Hafez wrote this beautiful poem called Your Mother and My Mother. Fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you living in better conditions. For your mother and my mother were friends. 
I know the innkeeper in this part of the universe. Get some rest tonight. Come to my verse again tomorrow. We'll go speak to the friend together. I should not make any promises right now. But I know if you pray somewhere in this world, something good will happen. God wants us to see more love and playfulness in your eyes. So that is your greatest witness, your soul and my soul. Once sat together in the beloved's womb, playing footsie. Your heart and my heart are very, very old friends. <laughs>